It's Thursday, February 10, 2011. The Bush EPA secretly acknowledged climate change. Saudi Arabia's oil reserves overstated. The White House boosts rail funding. This is about competing. It's about leading the world. It's about seizing the future. Plus, the Republican war on the EPA. Uh, I'd like to state that this hearing is not about science. Yeah, no kidding. All that and much more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. EPA is made up of self-selected bureaucrats who are anti-American jobs, anti-American business, anti-state government, and I don't think you can re-educate. Wonder why you didn't bring that up with the president who created the EPA in the first place, Newt Gingrich? That would be the anti-American president, Richard Nixon. Better 40 years late than never. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we've got an all-out assault on the EPA by the Republicans now. They seem to leave out the fact that it was their own Supreme Court who ordered the EPA to regulate greenhouse gases. But, uh, well, they, they leave out a lot when it's convenient, don't they? They certainly do. But more on that in a minute. First, uh, there's a new breakthrough that magnifies the power of rooftop solar panels. HyperSolar is a U.S.-based company. They announced this week they will soon bring to market a magnifying film that, when placed on top of solar panels, can increase panel efficiency by up to 300 percent. And it could make solar energy compatible with subsidized fossil fuel power. Yeah, well, it's hard for anything to compete with uh, billions and billions of dollars in government subsidies. But then again, the Republicans who are saying we shouldn't pick winners and losers when it comes to subsidies for renewables, they kind of leave out that part about the billions and billions in oil subsidies. Another bombshell from Waskily WikiLeaks, that treasure trove of U.S. State Department diplomatic cables, this time regarding Saudi Arabia oil reserves. The actual oil reserves, not how much the Saudis say they have. The cables quote a former top executive with the nationally owned oil company Aramco, indicating that the Saudis' oil reserves could be as much as 40% lower than previously admitted. And they suggest that Saudi Arabia won't be able to increase production much more to tamp down oil prices. But our long-term commitment, as I said earlier, is going to give birth to an entire new industry in the United States of America. Vice President Joe Biden was in Philadelphia this week invoking the legacy of Lincoln's investment in America's railroad system that is still in use today. He announced $53 billion in new funding over the next six years to launch a new high-speed rail industry in the United States across the nation's railroads. And he said, thank God that Lincoln created the Transcontinental Railroad. That's right, he did. That socialist pinko Abraham Lincoln. The funding is intended to generate jobs and stimulate the economy. How do we know this? Because high-speed rail is doing all these things right now. The problem is it's not doing it here in America. It's doing it overseas, not in the United States. This is about competing. It's about leading the world. It's about seizing the future. Republicans in Congress, however, immediately criticized the announcement. And no, annou- really? And yes, and they announced their budget proposals that would slash funding for Amtrak and high-speed rail projects and would defund half-finished transportation projects around the country. But there's more to infrastructure than just transportation. We've been reporting on the wave of extreme weather events and how each event exposes weaknesses in the resilience of infrastructure. And how costly these are to governments across the world. Skyrocketing snow removal costs in the U.S. in cash-strapped cities around the country is just one example, but it's also private companies that get hit from this lack of resilience. Just one example, since November 1st, nearly 90,000 flights have been canceled due to severe weather, the highest number ever. Millions lost in economic activity, and now the 
the United Nations warned this week that extreme weather is going to cause higher food prices. Yeah, and food prices worldwide are already at a record high. But oh no, global warming is now hurting private businesses like airplanes? Now we're going to have to do something about it. Uh, I'd like to state that this hearing is not about science. It's about the destructive economic impacts of the EPA trying to use the Clean Air Act for what it was never designed to do regulate greenhouse gases. Congressional Republicans launched their latest attack on the Environmental Protection Agency at a rather testy House Energy Committee hearing on Wednesday in support of a new Republican bill that would prohibit the EPA from regulating greenhouse gas emissions under the Clean Air Act, saying it would cost jobs. EPA Administrator Lisa Jackson testified that scientific evidence shows greenhouse gases are a threat to human health, and therefore the EPA is required to establish regulations by a ruling from the Supreme Court in 2007. Jackson also testified on data showing the Clean Air Act historically has been very good at stimulating the economy and new regulations would generate nearly 1.5 million new jobs. And on the same day, new documents show even the Bush EPA recognized the threat of global warming. Stephen Johnson, the EPA administrator under President George Bush, was in the process of launching an aggressive program to combat global warming back in 2007, but he was overruled by President Bush after he heard from Vice President Cheney's office and, wait for it, ExxonMobil. Who would have thunk it? For more on that and the other stories we didn't get to today, please check out our website, greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider donating to support independent media over your public airwaves. Telling the truth with your help. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Not Funded by ExxonMobil Green News Report. You leave the Pennsylvania station about a quarter to four. Read a magazine and then you're in Baltimore. Dinner in the diner, nothing could be fine. Then to have your ham and eggs in Carolina. When you hear the whistle blowing eight to the bar.